You're listening to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Empowerment in business and life. Hi, welcome to the Womanpreneur Podcast. My name is Melissa Moats, and this is the lovely and talented and freshly back from traveling, Amanda McEwen. Welcome. Hey. Hi. How you doing, girl? Uh, I'm maybe a little jet lagged, perhaps. Why don't you tell me? Tell me a little bit about your uh, your very fast move of getting 13 gates in 12 minutes. Well, that, that's pretty much the story there. Well, I, give I was it to coming me. back give from me the blow by well, blow. a I went on a last minute trip to Hawaii, and then I came back very shortly after uh, this morning. It's now what we're around three o'clock in the afternoon recording this. My flight got in at 7:30 this morning. Um, I did have a, what was originally a short layover, it was 34 minutes to start with, and then my flight was delayed 22 minutes, but I still got it, so I'm here, and... You probably don't want to high-five on that. I don't want to, everybody knows we don't want to have to high-five on that. I do. It's good. Good job. Good job getting here. You know, priorities. I wasn't sure. I know. I I couldn't miss out on Podcast Friday. I love Podcast Friday. We look (laughs) so forward to it, don't we? We do. So what are we talking about today? Boundaries. As in, when you have a really good friend who always wants to high-five you, sometimes you have to just say, look, Melissa Motes, I'm not doing it anymore. And you know what? (laughs) And when you're a really good, supportive, understanding friend, you know that they're not always going to high-five you, so then you're willing to just high-five yourself occasionally, and it's fine. And when an occasion really calls for it, though, then you get the reward of an authentic high-five. And I appreciate the authenticity of your (laughs) high-five. So it's just holding out, holding out for the right moment. Yeah, this was not a premium moment. I mean, it was like pretty high quality, but we'll wait. We'll wait till something more special. So, well, good. So boundaries. So what what do you think about boundaries? Oh, what do I think about boundaries? See, this is coming up a lot with my business clients in general. Yeah. Especially people who are just starting off in the freelance world. Mm -hmm. They get a new client and they're excited, but then they let the client rule their lives. Mm-hmm. And we hear a lot of complaints. They're like, this person expects me to work all these crazy hours or, you know, they're calling me all the time and I'm not getting any breaks and it's, you know, it's, it's too much. But what's happening a lot of times is, again, there's no communication. The person thinks, oh, okay, well, it's a, it's a new client. I've got to do everything possible to take care of them, yeah. you know, and they, there's a fear or a hesitation to just have that conversation, which most of the time people are pretty understanding about. You know, yes. if, if you are direct with them and say, you know, because when you hire somebody freelance, they don't work on your timetable. Like if you want them to work specific hours, you have to hire them as an employee. Right. So if you are a freelancer, you dictate your own hours and you do want your clients to feel like they're the most important people. Every client should feel like they're the most important. Absolutely. But if they don't know, say, what your standard business hours are. They might not understand that it's inappropriate to text you at a certain time or to call you or to, you know, there, there's a lot of times where you can just ask a question or have a, a conversation sure. and eliminate a lot of that stress. But people are just kind of hanging on to it because they think if they say anything, they might lose a client. Right. There's a lot of fear involved with right. establishing boundaries. Yes. Absolutely. I know when I was newer, uh, a new freelancer, when I first started really doing voiceover full time, um, I was uncomfortable with, Mm -hmm. you know, stating boundaries or even um, never being, you know, uh, always having moments where I didn't want people to know I wasn't available. You Mm -hmm. know, it was just like, oh my gosh, I just want to be available for everyone all the time. Um, I still struggle with that. It's definitely something because um, I I have the philosophy of to serve Mm -hmm. and um, 
I feel like without my clients, I don't have a business. And so I do want to really make myself available and I do want to serve my clients. But there are times when I want to take a trip or I want to be with my family or just, you know, not be in front of my mic for the day. And I have to do something really scary, like do an out of office email, you know, and that's something I do very seldomly. But, um, but that's something that I, I can definitely understand the struggle because you work so hard to get new clients, especially mm-hmm. when you're newer in business um, and you want to hold on to them and you want to treat them well and you want to be available to them. But there are those times um, you do have to establish those boundaries. Right. It kind of ties in with what we've talked about with self-care and a lot of different things, but it's because you do. I mean, again, you have to manage the expectation. I think from from your side and from the client's side. And at some point, even if it is your first client, and they hopefully don't know that they're your only client. <laughs> you want them to think that they're a lot, but you're gonna, you know, treat them especially sure. good. But as your client, as you build your client base, if you're really stressed out about one, what if you get another one who's the same way and now they're all coming at you with this, you know, everything's urgent and last minute and you have to prioritize. But if you're not able to have those conversations with people, it, it really takes a toll on you. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I'm seeing yeah. everywhere. And lately. having your own business, um, you do have to be really good with time management. Mm-hmm. And that includes your personal time and your time for self-care, your time for rest, your time for other, you know, other projects that you're working on. Mm-hmm. So definitely. I think you can set boundaries and you can be assertive, but you can still be um, gentle and mm-hmm. kind and positive about it. Um, I think it's all in the way you say things, it right? Is. It's yeah. not always what you say, but it's how <laughs> you say them. Uh, I know that that's something that I think we all struggle with at times, but can you share an example of setting boundaries with a, a client? I know I have a couple of ideas, but. Yeah, I when I do, um, a lot of times I do package deals with people. So, you know, it might be for a month, it might be for three months, but it's it's very, I have a contract. I think, and not every job or type of job requires it. I know voiceover is a different thing. And a lot of times it's just done via email and there's not an official contract, but you still put all the information in email. So there's record of it. And it's the same thing. You know, I have a contract and in my contract with these clients, it outlines the entire scope of the project for, Mm -hmm. you know, here are the dates, here are the deadlines, here's what you need to do for me in order for me to do what I need to do. And in, in there, I have my office hours and it's not Monday through Friday from eight to five. It's, you know, like, Monday through Friday from eight to four and Friday is eight to 11, I think, because, you know, I, that's when I generally work. Mm-hmm. I, I like to end at four so I can go to Pilates as everyone knows. Fridays, you know, I go to Pilates in the middle of the day and I come here and record with you. So mm-hmm. I'm generally not available during those times. And it, it just, it sets the expectation up front. It doesn't mean that I'm not ever available after those hours. Sure. It's just, it's getting the conversation it's started. It's a baseline. Right. Yeah. And if, you know, so at any time, if a client starts, you know, saying, oh, well, I need this right now. And it's, you know, or if it's consistently out of that scope, it's really easy to just kindly refer back to the contract. You know, I'm happy to make this one exception for you. But in general, you know, I need a little notice if I'm going to work, you know, other hours. Yep. That's good. That's good to have a contract and to have it spelled out. Um, I know for the way that I work, um, I don't necessarily have... um, 
set business hours for voiceover, um, but a lot of my clients are on the East Coast. And, um, you know, so starting at about 6 a.m., there are times that people have wanted to cast me and book me to do a live session. And um, I've said yes in the past, but this is, a for me, an example of having to say no to a few clients. And it was hard for me because, you know, I'm always eager to please and I always want to be there for everyone. And um, I've had a couple of production houses on the East Coast reach out and say, hey, you know, we've got this client who wants you tomorrow at, you know, 6 a.m., and I say, who's the client? What's the project? And in this case, um, part of the service I provide is using my voice and my mm -hmm. energy. And I know that if they want me to be super high energy, smiley Melissa, that doesn't happen at 6 a.m. <laughs> very well. <laughs> so I have to start at like 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. to get my voice where it needs to be for a 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. session. And I will tell you, there have been so many times that I've actually done that for you know mm -hmm. clients. I've got up that early but um you're embracing the actor side of voice actor yes <laughs> i was act like i'm awake and energetic I, at 6 a.m it's rough <laughs> but what i realized was i was doing a disservice to myself in other areas um, of my life when i was doing that because there were nights i would be teaching late at our mm -hmm. studio and then the next morning getting up crazy early to warm up to do this super super early session and then I had another really full, um, you know, plate of recording sessions for that day. And I was actually kind of hurting myself in a way, if you would, with my voice and my energy and everything. So I just got to the point where I said um, to that particular client, no um, sessions at, until 8 a.m. 8 a.m. is, is yeah. the earliest that I'm willing to go. So um, that's what I did. We have going on some yeah, times. Apparently there's some wind flying through the studio. There's some uh, unexplained chimes that nobody in the room can figure out where they're coming from. So we have a, a ghostly visitor with us. Maybe um, somebody left their phone here or something. <laughs> that was wild. There's some investigation going on as to the ghost chimes. That was yes. incredible. I've never really heard chimes like that. Well, there's a ghost in here. That's what there is a ghost in here. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's what happens sometimes. Everybody's, you know, interested in what happens in a podcast. Maybe like the universe was responding to the fact that I did a good job not being available at 6 a.m. in the morning. It was like, ding, mm. approved. Something like that. Or we need to set boundaries with the ghosts in the room and say, you know, you need to be silent when we're recording. Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> what it is. But anyway, yeah. so my answer to you is just, I basically had to, you know, kind of really look at the bigger picture and I didn't want to wear myself out mm -hmm. for, to be all messed up for two days because I right. got up early for a, you know, random one-off client mm -hmm. um, that isn't even going to appreciate the fact that I woke right. up at 3 a.m. to warm up my voice for them. Not going to care so, at all. Right? So <laughs> right. there you have it. That's yeah. one for me. And I think also when it comes to the scope of a job, that there's a, a phrase out there. It's called scope creep, where you agree to do a project, a very specific project with a client, and the client keeps adding things and changing things. And then suddenly a, a price that you agreed upon is stopped it's not making sense anymore because now there's a lot of extra work involved. Yeah. And so again, with the communication up front really helps to set those boundaries to where if there are a lot of changes, that's fine. We still want to work with you. We want to help you, you know, but 
beyond a certain point, we need to talk about the price because yes. the original price was based on a number of hours or whatever it was based on. And now if that has changed, it's not fair to expect to do this, you know, extra work without extra money. Absolutely. And, and it, it, it seems to be the clients who are paying us the least who seem to push those boundaries the most. Pretty much every so, time. <laughs> it, there, there seems to be a common theme with that. Yeah. So yeah. So just look out for that. If somebody is lowballing you on budget, <laughs> you're probably going to have your hands full. <laughs> right. And it's, you know, a lot of that, it, 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 by boundaries, I don't ever think it means there's a harsh line that, you know, yeah. it's my way or no way. Because you always want to be flexible and do whatever you can. Absolutely. It's customer service, client services is how you keep building those relationships, which Absolutely. is what we want in business. You want to be easy to work with, and for it's, sure. It's getting past the part, like, yes, they pay you. And so you are beholden to them in a certain way, but they don't own you and they don't own your time. And like you said, you're doing yourself a disservice and you might be jeopardizing your other relationships Yeah. because, you know, for you, if you lose your voice because you got up three hours early and then you use it all up on the one session and now your voice is gone for the others, right. that, that could be a much bigger risk than it would have been to just say, hey, I'm not available at 6 a.m., but maybe I could do eight. Right. And for me, it was just... Um, it was the rest of my day was affected, my mm -hmm. energy, the energy yeah. of my day. Because we all have that internal clock, mm -hmm. like what our body's used to and what we, you know, what our limits, our boundaries are for that. And um, those days that I would get up at three or four to do those sessions, it would just really mess with everything else that I was doing. And I don't always have time to take a nap, even though I'd mm -hmm. like to. Um, so anyway, I think it's just honoring yourself too. Mm -hmm. And um and just taking good care of your clients. And like you said, be flexible. I think that's really good advice. Uh, there, there's always, you know, room to meet people in the middle and mm -hmm. um, to, to offer good customer service and to show you care. And, and of course you do, especially if you want to do a good job and keep them coming back. Um, right. But yeah, I agree. And I think the same also applies to people that you hire. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just people who hire you, but a lot of times we're working with other independent contractors or maybe students or, mm -hmm. you know, other people who there's a different type of relationship, but those yeah. boundaries are equally important. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we are both big on mentoring and we like to help people. Ooh, that's, but this is a good one to talk sometimes about. Sometimes <laughs> when you help people too much, they start to, and it's probably unintentional. I think most of the time it's they don't realize that they're, you know, kind of testing that boundary. They don't know that's there if you haven't told them, but they might start asking questions and then there are more questions and then they become detailed questions and more and more. And it gets to a point where you're like, okay, well, all this information, that's what I get paid for. The lines are blurred. Right. So I'm happy to help. If you have a quick question, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm going to help you. But yeah. if you have a novel of, you know, things, just set up a session. We'll do, we'll do an hour. We can knock through all of it, but sometimes, you know, I, I, we don't have time to sit down and answer all of these questions. You don't have time to just sit down over a cup of coffee and have your brain picked. How many times do you have that, that, you know, Hey, I would love to meet with you. Can I pick, just pick your brain about some stuff like over coffee or over lunch? And, and you're like, eh. no, you can't pick my brain. My brain needs all the help it can get. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. my I, brain can't leave the house. So. I think a lot of people, meanwhile, yeah. um, I, I think for going back to, you know, mentoring mm -hmm. folks, 
um, with our studio, I love mentoring and I love helping and I love sharing. And I'm, I'm definitely not selfish with information, but I do have to sometimes get selfish with time. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, a lot of times people want to get together for a coffee date or they want to get together with me and just pick my brain about voiceover. And I say, you know, I barely have time to just have like a coffee date with my own husband, right. let alone, I don't even know, you know, you, I, I don't mean anything. <laughs> I don't like you're a stranger. You don't want to go on dates with strangers? I don't want to go on blind dates with strangers <laughs> and have coffee with them to just have them ask me 80 questions. Um, because that's what I do at the studio. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I encourage people, I say, hey, come enjoy a nice session with us. Come have a class or um, I'll comp you a seat to your first mm -hmm. class so you can check it out. Because it's not always about like, oh, you know, I'm protecting all of my knowledge. And, you know, no. it's it's because I, you know, I need to be paid for all of my knowledge. Right. It's not even like that. It's just that um, you know, I just don't have that kind of extra free time to give mm -hmm. to people. Um, so my thing is, is, hey, come come and get the information um, in a group setting where I can be efficient and you can actually get way more information and it's going to be a better a better fit. Yeah. So, but it's hard. It, I have a hard time saying no to people. I know, I and know. I'll, I'll say, <laughs> thank you so much for reaching out. So, you know, I look forward to meeting you, but unfortunately, I'm not going to have time to get together. Because you, well, you also don't want to be that person that's like, oh, I'm just too busy for you. Because, you know, you don't want to sound like, you know, you're too good for them or something like right. that. Right. It's and, not about that. It's and, not. It, yeah. Yeah. That, and it, but I see that, that, that ha that's a fear that a lot of people have, too. They're like, oh, yeah. well, this person wants to have coffee. And, and you know, they, and it's like, okay, if, if that can be a beneficial relationship building tool, sometimes maybe it's worth it. But again, I, I like to set the boundaries and start off when we're scheduling and say, look, you know, I have 30 minutes and mm -hmm. be very clear with that 30 minutes, which is really tough sometimes because especially, you know, we go off on tangents and, but it helps keep the conversation focused. Yes. But, and you know, and then if things are going well on your blind date with stranger, <laughs> that's solely business related, yes. but you know, it's, Again, you just the setting up those expectations. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. But then also, and it's not always intentional, but I think when you set up the expectations, you then sometimes have opportunities to exceed their their expectations. Yes. And I, you know, again, I just kind of ran off last minute to go to Hawaii for a few days. And I did let all my clients know like, oh, hey, you know, last minute opportunity came up. I'm going to be gone for a few days. I will still have my computer available. I'm three hours earlier, you know, but if there's anything that's an emergency or urgent, just let me know. I'll take care of it. Yes. You know, and that's, it's part of the luxury of what I do that I can, you know, Take as long as I have my laptop you. and Wi-Fi, I'm good to go yeah, anywhere. Absolutely. So, you know, overlooking the ocean, why wouldn't you want to do that? And I love the fact yeah. that an opportunity popped up for you to go and you said yes. That's what I do. I like it. I like <laughs> why the way not? you roll. I like it. Well, yeah. You know, sometimes, sometimes you have to. Um, yeah. But, you know, even though I had said that those expectations with my clients, they're still sending emails and one of them, you know, people just don't really pay attention sometimes. So I said, you know, I'm, I'll be gone uh, Sunday through Friday. And on Monday, I, I got an email like, oh, I hope you had a nice time on the island. Like, I guess he thought, I don't know, just the dates got mixed up or something. So, but it was a really quick request. And I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. It's fine. Yeah. But then one of the other ones, you know, he was sending me messages like, I know you're on vacation. Like, you don't have to answer me. 
you know, I just had to have a couple quick things. It's like, it's, it's fine. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's times and I can jump in and still get something done. And then like it, the perception is, oh, like she really cares. You know, she's on vacation and she's helping me. Yeah. And that really goes a lot. I don't it do it for a long way. And I don't do it for that solely, but it, you know, I have that, that rule. If something's going to take less than five minutes, just do it now. Don't put it on a list and don't put it off. Right. And I have, you know, kind of chunks of time throughout the day that's set aside just to check up on things and to make sure I still do want to be aware of what's going on. Yeah. I think it's great. And I'm, when you go on vacation, if you let everything pile up, then it gets kind of stressful when you get back because now you've got this pile of work to do. Yeah. And you just hey, got all balanced out right. and de-stressed uh -huh. and then your stress gets right. heightened. And how many times have you heard that from someone like, oh, I just took vacation. I'm super stressed. I'm in like, the weeds. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, you're supposed no. to stay in vacation mode. Always stay in vacation mode. Absolutely. Get your work done, but stay in vacation mode. Absolutely. <laughs> well, while we're um, on this awesome subject of boundaries, I want to also point out um, to all of our listeners and viewers um, about being self-aware if you are honoring other people's mm. boundaries. Yeah. So I think sometimes, um, you know, we get caught up in our own setting of our own boundaries and our own expectations, mm -hmm. or we struggle with doing that. But um, are you doing a good job of honoring other people's boundaries around you? Like, I'll give you a couple of examples that pop into my mind is when I call someone, if I just call someone, I say, hi, is it a good time for you right now to talk? That's like the way that I like to roll because sometimes mm -hmm. when people call me, it's not a good time for me to right. talk. I might be getting ready to hop into a session or mm -hmm. hop in the shower or eat, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or whatever. And okay. I still answer the call because I don't know who it is. And I, you know, it could be a, it could be a, a, a client or a right. potential job or whatever, or it could be a family member or it could be who knows who it is. It's mm -hmm. just a big surprise but nowadays. That, hello. And then you, they just, start they diving just start straight in, in when you're like whoa like, yeah hey, hold, hold on too hey. much information wait wait i can't take it you know so it's yes. um i always think that's a polite way to start a yeah. phone call if, especially if it's not a scheduled right. call like hey how are you yeah. is it a, do you have a few minutes mm -hmm. you know and i can vouch for you that you do this because there are times my phone rings i'm like oh it's melissa i'll answer this call and you're like hey how about this completely unscheduled call? Is I'm like, okay? how do you feel about that? Are you good right now? <laughs> so she's, she's very, very aware that we didn't have a planned call. And it, it, I, I think it's kind of cute because I'm like, oh, she, she cares about my time. I do care about I your time. You I care about everybody's time. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things, too. You and I work so closely together. We have um, we have our boundaries very well established, mm -hmm. I would say, with we email and, you know, we get back, we schedule calls together. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I think we'll we'll say, hey, let's do a 15 minute call. Yeah. Sometimes it goes a little longer. Sometimes. Sometimes we have things to chat about. Sometimes we get on <laughs> tangents. But I, for the most part, I do really try to be aware of, of mm -hmm. you know, um, honoring your right. boundaries. Um, and also, you know, other people that mm -hmm. I, I, you know, interact with with business and in my personal life. Right. And I always think, you know, going back to even the mentoring thing, because I do the same thing. I, before I am going to ask somebody a question, I'm going to see mm -hmm. if I can find the answer myself first, because it's also being mindful of those boundaries. And am I asking somebody to do extra work to help me? Right. And we've, and we've talked about the, the glory that is the internet and how the answers to pretty much everything is out there at all times. And it's different, you know, when there's somebody who's an expert in a field, sometimes you want to talk to that person because there's things you might not even know to research. I try to limit those asks. 
you know, but by starting to be like, let's let me gather at least some basic information, see if I can answer it for myself. And then, you know, if I need to ask somebody for advice or guidance or input, you know, it's not like I'm just coming at it blind where, you know, where you could, could have just said, oh, well, here's the link. Like if you were to Google to the question, the first link that came up answers it perfectly. Yeah. It's like giving other people homework to do. Right. Yeah. Which just came up as a matter of fact, (laughs) that would be a great example. Right. So, um, Amanda and I deal with a lot of correspondences together for the studio. And I had a student recently ask me a question that they were perfectly capable of, of getting the answer to. Um, it was, it was actually something physical. They would need to come to the studio to look at something to get the answer. And they were giving me a homework assignment that they wanted me to go to the studio Mm -hmm. to look at this thing and to give them all this information. And I said, I don't really need any extra homework. So if you would like to stop by the studio prior to a workshop um, and check it out, you're more than welcome to. Um, And I don't usually get that firm like with students. Uh, I think Amanda was like, whoa. I know, I I was impressed. I was like, ooh. Because (laughs) this person, this particular person is one of those repeat offenders that you talked (laughs) about where, you know, asked me a few questions and I was very helpful. Mm -hmm. I wrote some very long-winded emails back to this person to kind of help them, Mm -hmm. but they weren't respecting my time and they weren't respecting my boundaries. And I hinted at it a couple of times in my email responses Mm -hmm. very nicely at first. But then I got to the point where I was like, hey, Mm -hmm. enough's enough, you know. That's a really good point. Sometimes you can start kindly Mm -hmm. and you do have to get firmer as as you firmer, 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 (laughs) because, you know, they might not get it. And like I personally, I don't I don't respond to hints very well. My brain doesn't really process hints. Like I, I need you to beat me over the head with it and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to say. I'm hinting. I, I, know. <laughs> I, I respond much better to directness. But, yeah. you know, if it's something like that, you know, if you're trying to, you know, be polite and maybe hint at something and they don't pick up on it, you, you kind of have to put your foot down a little bit more, mm-hmm. a little bit more, you know, and, and but always, always positive communication. Never, you, you don't ever have to yell at somebody or, or be rude for any reason. But it's just, again, communicating the this part, this is not okay with me. Yeah, no, it's good. So here's another thought too, while we're on this awesome topic. Uh, So what's harder? What's harder establishing um, boundaries and expectations in business or in your personal life? (laughs) That's a very good question. Um, Because I see this a lot in personal relationships too. And at the same, to me, the same principles apply. The one that I've been seeing the most lately is when it comes to family. Yeah. People think, oh, well, you know, they're, we're related by blood, so I, I have to do whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You want to be there. You want to support your family. You care about them. You probably do give them extra consideration than you would over a stranger or a business contact or something like that. But at some point, it, you know, any kind of relationship, nobody has permission to become a burden on you for something you didn't... No matter who they are, no matter the bloodline. Right, Right. (laughs) but sometimes you have to say no, and a lot of people have a hard time saying no. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of things they don't want to do, whether it's going to dinners or events or having long phone calls, you know, little Mm -hmm. things like that to really big things where sometimes... You know, family just thinks it's okay to intrude. and It's true. And I, I... 
personally, I have a lot of guilt. I, I mm. deal with guilt because I have a really huge family and I love my family and I love being with my family. Mm -hmm. And there have been times, like I'll give you a classic example. My sister lives here in Vegas and she has two really small little girls, my little nieces, Josephine and Emmeline. And their names rhyme, and I love saying I know. it. You, your so, whole face lit up when you, so just, you started talking about I, them. <laughs> I love them so much. And there have been times when my sister has asked me if I could help her out, you know, mm -hmm. watching the girls, um, if she's needed to run an important errand, like a doctor's appointment or whatever. And I've said to her, you know, sis, it's so hard for me during the week, during the mm -hmm. day to commit to coming over there for two, three hours. It's just, it's almost impossible for me during the week, during the day. So she had asked uh, uh, only a handful of times. I mean, she's very, again, she respects my boundaries. Mm -hmm. She knows that my baby is my business and what <laughs> right. I'm doing. Yep. Um, and uh, she says that, um, you know, she she doesn't ever want to interfere with my, my flow of my day or whatever, but there are those times she needs me. Um, so we've come to a, a term where basically I said, hey, sis, anytime, like on the evenings or the weekends when I'm not teaching or I'm available, I've got you, you know, hundred yeah. percent. And she knows we've just basically established that boundary that during the week, during the day is damn near impossible, <laughs> right. you know, right. and she doesn't even ask unless it's literally like an emergency, but I felt so guilty mm -hmm. and I felt so bad just to even say that out loud that I just can't. And, um, it literally, it was, it physically felt so mm -hmm. much, um, just, just, I just felt bad that yeah. I couldn't help her. Um, but she understood. And with family, I think in some ways it can be even harder to set boundaries right. than in business. Some people are like, no, it's just easy. I just say no. Or, you know. <laughs> That'd be me. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and with business, I definitely have gotten a lot better. Right. Um, I just, uh, I love all my clients oh. and try to help. But I, I agree. And I, I do think it's easier in business because business is business and there's no room for emotion in business. Right. And we talk about that a lot. Yep. I mean, even if you're doing business, I mean, you and I are friends, but we do business together. Yes. And we have different hats. Sometimes we're in friend hat and sometimes we're wearing business hats. Yes. And we usually preface a conversation with like, all right, let's, let's, let's put on business hats right now. Let's talk about this stuff. Yes. And then we'll move on later. And, you know, but it's, it's worked really well I mean, in everything that we've done because the boundaries are established. And I love it. High fives aside. Yeah. We don't high five as like we discussed earlier, only super special but occasion. You know what? Because that was on me because <laughs> I, I didn't clearly communicate to you for a while my unhappiness with having to do it so much. Well, it's fine. <laughs> we can fist bump. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just going to go now. Well, yeah. Or, you know, this, today when I walked into the studio, you came at me, giant grin, slow motion, like arms out, walking you towards me. You went to Hawaii. Me, You're you back in Nevada. I had to hug you. <laughs> I couldn't help it. She, she has anxiety when we're separated for too long, even though it wasn't any more days than usual. It was the fact we were on different I know. I everyone who knows me well knows this. I need Abby. Abby knows she can't leave the state. She will. Abby's here. My daughter's here, and she knows. Speaking of boundaries, I wanted to say one thing. One thing. Funny thing. You should be giggling over there, little daughter. Um, she knows I have a boundary where she's not allowed to leave the state 
and, and not tell me. And I'm like, I know you're 24 and you're an adult and you can do whatever you want. But I'm like, it's common courtesy. I need to know if something happens to you and you're in another state. I need to know. I need to know where I have to save you. If, if, if it were in the same zip code or no. A- Abby, if it makes you feel any better, I'm almost 40 years old and my mom still does the same thing to me. Whenever I travel, she needs to know where I'm going to stay, what my flight information is. And I used to, I used to fight it. I'm like, I'm an adult. I don't just don't like, you know, if, even, if you need me, call me. Like I have my phone, but it, and it's, I'm, I'm always met with, it's a mom thing. See how loose and I am. I don't even, I don't even so, get your deets. I just say, <laughs> what state are you in? <laughs> I just need to know the state. General. There you go. I mean, you don't even have to give me a city. Actually, I prefer the city. But that's awesome about your mom. But, but you know, and I, I finally stopped arguing it because you know it makes her feel better, and it, yeah. it doesn't make any difference to me. What? It's not like I'm high, like in some secret place that she can't know about. Yeah. But it's more that like, but I'm almost forty years old. What are you like? Right. Why? But I, I'm not a mother, so it's I. A, it's yeah. I, when she says it's a mom thing. There are I have no boundaries. argument against it. I, I yeah. You, know, you just so. have to. I think. I think sometimes one of the moms points, just win. Boundaries I was just going to say, um, sometimes boundaries uh, are meant to be broken, and there's this whole mom rule that beats out everything. <laughs> so I'm just saying that that's the way it goes. And just um, for the record, Abby's like red from laughing so much right she now. Is. <laughs> She's laughing so quietly. It's so, very entertaining. And another there. boundary thing that just <laughs> popped into my mind while we're on it. This is this is a great example. We should always for have this. a studio audience. It's I fun. like having a studio audience. <laughs> but you know, when you and I first uh, started working together, because we we'd been we mm-hmm. well we worked together even before we started working together, like through right. the studio and and you know with our podcast and stuff. But one of the things I loved that Amanda and I discussed was. Um, I said, you and I have a ton of emails flying back and forth to each other every single day. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it out of the way right now that we don't need to say, hi, how are you? How's your day going? Yeah. You know, we don't need all no that stuff. We're we fluff know, free. We know, you know, we are fluff free. Yeah. And uh, I always say thanks. So that's one yeah. of my big ones. I'll never sign off Or you off send a email. smiley face. A smiley face or a thank you is included in every email that I write, no matter what. But um, we discussed that as far mm-hmm. as we didn't ever want to hurt each other's feelings. Right. So we were like, let's just clear the air on mm-hmm. that. Abby, um, my daughter, just started working with our studio uh, recently. We're really excited to have her. And I just said to her the other day, I said, honey, um, I'm, you're going to be getting a lot of emails from me. And I love you with all my heart and just know there are always hearts and love coming from all my emails. I might just get to the point though. So I said, it's, you know, you and I have our special relationship, but when it comes to us working together, it's going to be a lot of business, you know, emails from me. And I just wanted to say it out loud so that we had an understanding. And what'd you think about that? I liked it. I mean, I knew you always come from a place of love. It's just who you are. So like Amanda said, I have that big understanding. There's no emotion in business. Mm-hmm. type deal. So yeah, we have that relationship, but this is a business at the end of the day. Yep. So and that, I, I think that, I just think that's a really important boundary when you're talking about business with friends or business with family. And some people will flat out just say, no, don't ever do it because it can get ugly. But I, I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I think, think I would to. love to work with my friends all the time. I do love, that's pretty much what yeah. I do. I either 
hire, you know, I find Ooh. working relationships with friends or almost, I become friends with my clients. So. Almost high fived you there. I got okay. real crazy. It's okay. One of these days, like I'll just elbow <laughs> it back. <laughs> I'll, I'll find, start finding new defensive moves. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're just coming at me. Can't have it. But it is great to work with friends, and I yeah. think I don't. I don't but, like that that saying either about oh, don't go, right. don't work with friends, or never go into business with friends. It's like, well, then who should you go into business with? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I like going into business with friends. Well, when you and I started, because you know we were we were I'd say distant friends. You know, we kept yeah. in touch. We would have our coffee dates every now and then. Yeah. But I mean, we had. And a lot of the times you don't really know what somebody's working style is. No. So you might be the best of friends and then you start working together and you're like, Oof. you know, Ooh. this just, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, but sometimes identifying that early on is, is good because then you can just say, you know, you can usually come to that mutual agreement because usually yeah. if it's not working for one side, it's not working for the other either. It's true. But you can, you know, kind of figure that out. But with us, it was like, and you had just come out of a situation where somebody, you were working with somebody who was a friend yes. that maybe was taking advantage. Yeah. And that's what happens a lot. You would think, it's, it's so backwards to me because I always think if you work with friends, I know for me, if I'm working with somebody I already know, like I want to make sure that I'm taking care of them 100%. But some people, they look at it like, eh, it's just my friend, you know, and yeah. they almost don't take it as seriously. Yeah, we, we were talking about this, you and I've had this conversation before about their two friend mindsets when you're working with friends in business. And it is that they're my friend, so I'm going to go the extra mile Mm -hmm. for them. You know, of course I'm going to go the extra mile for them. That's the way that I would be as a friend to someone that I was working with. So that's the way I would hope a friend would be with me, just do everything they can to, to be helpful and available and stuff. But then there's the other friend mentality. It's like, well, we're friends. They're not going to care. I'm going to just do the minimum or even less than a, the minimum because, well, we're friends. We're right. good no matter what. We've been friends forever. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I had experienced that situation and it was really, really hard. And it actually um, caused the friendship to you know, go south. And mm-hmm. it was a really big learning experience for me because I did not do, I think, a good enough job of defining clearer boundaries and expectations. So I have to take responsibility Mm -hmm. in that. um, I I learned something from from that, you know. I've seen that happen too. Even even when, you know, I'm I'm very shy now about referring people to jobs Mm -hmm. because it, it, it burned me once or twice where I, you know, I had this great friend who I thought was very responsible, Figured we probably worked the same, you know, had the same mindset when it came to work and referred her to a job and she got hired and didn't last very long because she was just lazy and didn't do much and just did not, it, mm. and it didn't represent me well. And I get, that's where I get very defensive is now if you're jeopardizing my business or my relationships, it would now that's when I get especially firm on that. Because mm-hmm. I've had it happen a few times where you know, I, I, maybe somebody acted in a certain way that cost me a job or a client relationship or, you know, whatever it is. And so it's like, you have to be really careful. And I don't like to be that way, but it's, you know, it's almost like you have to even communicate that up front. Like I want to refer you to this job, but I need to make sure that you're going to take it seriously. Right. You know, that you're going to represent, you know, the work the same way that I would. Right. Same as if you're hiring somebody on your team or, you know, you decide to partner up with somebody, you need to make sure that that work ethic is is in alignment or there's bound to be trouble. 
later. There mm-hmm. is. I have a lot of people too asking me to refer them to agents, right. to voiceover agencies. And it's tricky because I can think somebody's really talented and amazing at their craft, but I know what their work ethic looks like. Yep. I know what their communication style mm-hmm. looks like. I know what they're like with to professionally communicate and work with. And I go, ouch, you know, right. because I want to be helpful and I always want to um, do what I can for people. But um, there have been times when I've said, you know, I don't know that I can, you know, refer you at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll just kind of do my best to kind of bow out, you know, gracefully. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but it's it's tricky. And, and when you ask somebody to refer you, have that understanding that it might not always be yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, can, it can be tricky. Yeah. And, you know, even just kind of going back a little bit to, you know, when you and I started working together, you know, we, I mean, we put a contract in place. I think I made you make me sign an NDA mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, I did. And it was you just, did. it's one of those things because again, like, you know, that you can trust me, you know, I'm not going to share all your business's secrets, but right. just because you know that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be protected. And that's right. why a lot of people, they get really nervous about documents like that, like a non-disclosure right. agreement or a contract or any kind of paperwork, but it really protects both sides. It does. And so it's not that somebody doesn't trust you. It's not like, it's none of that. It's just being NDAs, logical. NDAs, uh, I, I know you sign NDAs mm-hmm. probably on a weekly basis. I know a lot of secrets. You have, you are the vault, <laughs> young lady. You, you are quite the secret holder. But same thing with in my business um, with uh, voiceover signing NDAs is it almost comes with the territory every day. Right. You know, they're yeah. even to audition for certain projects, mm-hmm. we have to sign NDAs. But I think um, even if you are working with a friend definitely signing an NDA is is a good thing. So it just, it also sets the tone for this is a business Mm -hmm. relationship. This is a whole new area of our relationship. So let's really treat it like business. That's what that says to me. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good boundaries. It's great boundaries. (laughs) I I do have to talk about one, one of my smooth little, um, tricks I have up my sleeve for phone calls when people do call me. I always, uh, say when people call me unsolicited like a business call or whatever and it's maybe someone who just wants to get really long-winded mm-hmm. and tell me how great their voice is or something <laughs> um, i've been told i have a great voice I, for radio. i've been told i have a great voice and everybody <laughs> has a great voice everybody does it's just knowing how to use your voice and i always say yes it's so nice to hear your voice but whenever people call me unsolicited i always look at the clock and I, it's usually, you know, it'll be like maybe a quarter, a quarter of, or 10 till or whatever. I always think to myself, okay, no matter what, I'm creating something that I have to be doing yeah. at two o'clock or at quarter yep. of, or quarter after. Yep. So that'll give somebody anywhere from five, 10 or 15 minutes, depending on who the person is and how important their phone call is. I'll say, uh, yeah, I've got to go it. I've got to go right at five minutes till two. Mm-hmm. I'm good till go ahead. So let's just get right on it. What's going on? You right. know, yep. and I, and I will be fully engaged with them. I will not be looking at my computer screen. I will, they will get all of my full attention, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you what, 155, I'm, I'm, I'm out, yeah. you know? So. But then it's another good point too about the phone calls. Cause it happens a lot. And people have this 
weird feeling of obligation. Like if the phone rings right now, I have to answer it right now. And it's not, I mean, even, as long as phones have been around, that's not the way it works. We used to have answering machines right. back in the day. And I know, I mean, we talked about like people hate voicemail now, and so it's not really a thing, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those that people create their own stress again, because you, if you're right in the middle of a project, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're in the zone, and then if the phone rings, if you take that call, you lose the focus on what you were doing. It's going to take you longer to get back into that zone. And you don't know what this phone call might be about. Sometimes it's better let, let it let it go to voicemail. Yeah. Finish what you're doing and then get back to them. You know, mm -hmm. if, if somebody's calling you then repeatedly or that your phone blows up with text messages, then you know it's urgent. But usually, I don't think most phone calls are generally urgent. No. And so we, it, with you know, smartphones and everything else, we've created this problem of accessibility yeah. that says, oh, we, you know, I've got my phone with me, so I need to answer it and check my text and my notifications and all this stuff all the time. Yeah. I don't do, if, if I'm, you know, just because I have my phone with me, a lot of times it's on silent. Because yeah. if I'm with people, that's, you know, if it's outside of business hours and I'm with friends or something, mm -hmm. I would rather be present with the people in the room it's it drives true. me crazy when, you know, when you're in a room full of people and they're all looking down on their phones. It's the like, worst. What are we doing here? Yeah. Why are we all <laughs> together in this room? Right. Like, you know, mm -hmm. um, I, I actually love, I know some families who like when they get together for a meal or whatever, everybody mm -hmm. has to put their phone upside down in the middle of the table yeah. and put them on silent. I love that. <laughs> it's really good. That's a great boundary. We don't have to do that at our house because you, <laughs> you and dad never know where your phones are half the time. <laughs> it's like, Gosh, like my husband never knows where his phone is. We we actually got him one of those smart watches, thinking <laughs> that that was gonna help. He's no? oh, I, I gotta get the I have to put the watch on. Yeah, oh, so I'm now like, he has two things to lose. <laughs> yes. oh. it's well, so funny. So you tried. But my boundary is that I'm trying to establish that I would prefer him to have something I can get a hold of him on a phone, a watch, <laughs> something. <laughs> but that. That remains to be seen if that's going to come together. Yeah, but know, um, but keep yeah, working at it. Yeah, we we'll keep working at it. You know, but it's only been twenty years. You give it time. Right. <laughs> Still teaching them all my my expectations, right? Right. But you know, and sometimes because things evolve over time, yes. sometimes those boundaries do change. Yeah. You know, you, there there might be some big change in your life. Like somebody has their first kid. Obviously, their time is now different. Their lives are now different. Yeah. They're boundaries are going to be much, much different. Absolutely. And it, it, you know, sometimes people just assume that we should know that, but yeah. you know, like I've never had a kid. So I, you know, but I, I mean, I still can logically understand it's a lot of work. Yep. It's a lot of work. And you know, I have enough friends with kids that you realize, okay, if we talk on the phone, you're not going to be able to pay attention to me because there's this little person that's requiring all your time. So we'll just schedule a time to hang out when, because how many times have you been on the phone with like with a mom oh, and oh. like every two words and then like, stop it. No, put that away. Go in there. No, my like, sister. Hey, is my favorite. We'll be talking on the phone and I'll say, how's your day going? She's like, good. Oh, zhu, 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 zhu. And, then, and then I say, wow, that was really nice. Thank you. you know, is that why then, you say that when you but, and I are talking on the phone all the time? Yeah. Melissa does that all the time. All she just the breaks time. into baby voice for baby some voice. But she, my sister will either be literally cooing her mm -hmm. her three-month-old baby or telling her dogs to stop barking right. or, you know, whatever. And uh, we laugh so hard. She goes, wouldn't it be fun to record one of these conversations? <laughs> like, like, maybe we should. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. But yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, what else? Anything else on your mind about boundaries? Boundaries. No, I, you know, I just think it, it's more 
you know, thinking about it, not being afraid yeah, to have conversations. And this goes back, I know we've talked about this a lot before, but it's a really important thing in business to, again, take the emotion out of it and be able to have a, a very frank discussion with people politely and get yeah. on the same page. And that's even, you know, like I just signed a new client recently and, you know, after everything was said and done, the first question that I asked is, how do you prefer to communicate? Is it text? Is it phone? Is it email? What works best for you? I love that. And, you know, because part of it was kind of and funny because the first time he, uh, he called me, I answered the phone. He's like, you answer the phone? I said, yeah. He's like, you saw my name and you answered the phone. <laughs> I was like, do That's people often funny. not answer your calls? But I mean, because I know a lot of people don't answer calls anymore either. Like you just, it's, things are different now. But I was like, yeah, I mean, of course I'm going to answer. And it's like, now let's see how this, this relationship develops. And yeah. maybe after a few months, I'll understand and be like, oh, there's that guy's name. Can't answer, that, answer call. that one. But, but for now, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to work with you. Of course I'm going to answer. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you just have those conversations up front, whether it's a new project, a new client, don't be scared to say that, you know, and even just say, this is typically what I do. Yeah. You know, does this work for you? Do you have any yep. other expectations? Like, let's that. just have a, a very quick, you know, meeting of the minds. Get on the same page from the beginning so neither side is harboring this resentment. Because that's what happens a lot of times Absolutely. is people let things fester inside, whether it's business or family or anything else. These things start to, you know, they Pile can yeah. yeah. And, and, and then, then nobody's happy and then the work suffers and there's stress and it's, absolutely. it's all nonsense. You yeah. don't need it. <laughs> I think um, just to add to what you were saying is really figuring out what your client's needs are, mm -hmm. letting them know how you normally work, yep. like what they can expect. And then you decide if, if you're going to um, make any special, you know, arrangements to be more available for someone or mm -hmm. whatever and or less available <laughs> sometimes um, you need to be yeah and yeah. um and just see what see what feels right but i think just keeping the communication open is definitely key and when it comes to your family it gets trickier but remember you want to honor yourself and sometimes saying no to others means you're saying yes to yourself and there's nothing wrong with saying yes to yourself she went into a different voiceover mode there. So I think that was pretty perfect. Was, Thank you. Yes. Do you think that's a good place to sign off? It, it is a very good place to sign off. <laughs> we could have just cut it right there. But then but we wouldn't have our awkward sign-offs. We always have awkward endings. We love endings. our awkward sign-offs. Our awkward endings are the yeah. best yeah. to us, according to us. I'm going to start working on those deflection modes for the next time you try to high-five me. So. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I... I, I yeah, you should. Okay. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Womanpreneur Podcast. Until next time, you've got this.